Hey, what's up? It's Josh Todd from Buck Cherry, and you're watching CMS TV. Check it out. From the Up From the Ashes release, that's uh, Don Dockin with Give It Up featuring Mickey D on drums. And just before that, we heard Scorpions from their latest release with uh, Knock 'em Dead also featuring Mickey D on drums. And uh, right. so you had an opportunity to uh, interview uh, the great legendary Mickey D of Motorhead, Scorpions, King Diamond, Don Dockin Band. You yeah. Has been around. It was, it, you know, it was my second time ever interviewing Mickey and you know what? I was excited as a school kid as always. That was, I'll tell you how excited I was. The only time I could do it was 6 a.m. And I was, I was volunteered to do it. Broken arm, broken time schedule. I just did not give a shit. It was Mickey D and I was not going to miss that. So I can't say that I blame you. I've never had the opportunity. He's great. He's, he's such a. Such as, you know, he's, he's what you'd expect from a guy from motorhead for 30 years. You know, he, he says what he thinks and he does not give a shit. And, um, was a great talk. It, um, for people that want to hear the whole interview, um, it drops on, um, Tuesday, it'll, it'll hit the podcasting networks on Tuesday, but, um, I did want to bring some of it here because, um, he said some things that I thought were very interesting, would be very interesting to the, to the CMS folks. Okay. So, so obviously Mickey, Mickey has their, they have a new, new, old, new release called, um, bad magic. And the new version is called seriously bad magic. Okay. And, um, I, I, you know, we were talking about it for a little bit and I mean, it took no time before Mickey just got fucking annoyed, not at me, but at, at, the the people that he sees online, he he is a student of the school of Neely. He fucking hates the people on social media. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't blame him. Not at all. But apparently, apparently, and, and maybe, maybe in some ways, rightly so. I don't know. It just depends on how you look at it. <clears throat> they, Mickey and um, Phil Campbell have been accused a lot of reissuing these motorhead things as you know, just cash grabs, just cashing in on the legacy of motorhead. Okay. So, um, you know, I, and I really didn't ask him that. I just asked him, I asked him how, how these came to be. If it was kind of him, you know, him and Phil sitting down saying, Hey, we've got these tracks, we've got this live show, let's put it out. Or if it was record company people that come to him and pitch it to him or, or what have you, I, you know, my, my basic question was how did this, how does this one and the other ones that have come out come to be? And he started answering, but then he just got into, uh, haters online that are calling it a cash grab or whatever. And, <laughs> and he not basically, he completely straight up said, you know, if you don't like it, don't listen, fuck off. Right, of course. <laughs> he, he just launched. So 
Here's a little bit of the interview. This is uh, Mickey D talking about um, the haters online. Okay. Show was different. And that's what I don't think the casual fan understands. Yeah, a lot of the songs were the same, but every show that you guys did came with a different energy, a different power, a different, you know, vibe to it. You know, just even me just seeing the band, you know, numerous times, every show felt different. And I think that comes through with the way you guys have released the live things, no? I, I think so, because uh, it it's just, we just don't want to give up more. Mm -hmm. And we know that our real fans out there feel the same way, you know? When, when we are long gone, I still think more will <coughs> be active, I mean, for 50 more years. Sure. Know? We are just prolonging Lemmy, Lemmy's dream and the Motorhead era uh, and try to keep it in the loop still. Right. I mean, we're front pages of the biggest rock band. I just had 13 pages uh, in Sweden Rock Magazine. Wow. They wanted to do four or three, and it turned out to be 13. Wow. So, uh, has nothing to do with money. We're making nothing of this, really. It's just a gift that we feel that we can give our real fans, and and it feels great to do. Sure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say shame on you guys that are these fellas that just doesn't have the common sense to see the big picture in this. You know, they right. they stop listening to us as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> right. You know, Hate us as much as you want and, and fuck off, basically. <laughs> right. I hear you, man. So, that's pretty blatant, right? Well, I like it. I like it, too. He just does not give any fucks. Well, I mean, uh, you know, the thing is, is that um, <clears throat> Lemmy and Motorhead and the members of Motorhead just in 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 uh, bodied that whole don't give a shit attitude. and. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if more people would adopt that and take that stance and it's like, I, you know, I don't, I don't give a fuck what you think. Yeah. You know? It's like, I, I, I'm just staying true to myself mm -hmm. you know? and, uh, you and I are no stranger to that. I mean, you and I take criticisms all the time, all the time, I mean, all the time. You know, I, I don't, you know, I don't get on social media and stuff, but I've seen comments here and there about myself or yourself and oh i hate this and i don't like that and this mm -hmm. guy's you know this guy's full of himself and this guy you know whatever and it's just like and then there's other people who are just like uh man i like what you guys do yeah. so it's like there's there's not pleasing anyone no and, there's and, not and the thing is is that uh these guys the motorhead guys walk their own path Mm -hmm. What they did was not uh, groundbreaking. What they did was not uh, trendy in any way, shape, or form. Uh, if you went to see Motorhead, it's like ACDC. When you go see ACDC, you know what you're getting. This yeah. And it's like, well, you know, you guys should change up a little more. And maybe you should add some orchestration or maybe add some keyboards and shit like that. And it's like, that's not that's not what ACDC does, you know, right. with Motorhead. It's just like, this is, we're Motorhead. This is what we do. Mm -hmm. you know and, and and to say that it's a cash grab because they're releasing songs that weren't weren't issued before and concerts that were not out there before 
First of all, if you're a fan of Motorhead, and again, some for some bands it is a cash grab. I'm not gonna lie. For some bands, it's totally a cash grab. You reissue the thing, you throw a, a live show on it, and you call it a thing. But Motorhead was all about the live show, you know, and and each tour had its own little differences, its own different tunes, its own different feel to it. And if you go all the way through the Motorhead catalog, there they might they might have the record even beating Iron Maiden for the most live music that they've put out. Because that's what Motorhead does. You know, Motorhead always puts out records and then they put out live records behind it. That's what yeah. they've always done. Yeah, I agree. So so just because Lemmy's dead doesn't necessarily mean that when a record comes out that it that it wouldn't be put out the same way. And and here's the thing that a lot of fans don't understand mm -hmm. is that the members of Motorhead or the Motorhead entity doesn't necessarily have control over their catalog. And True. some record label buys the rights or buys the licensing or, you know, somehow, some way they decide that they're going to release a thing, you know, a retrospective or a greatest hits or, a, mm -hmm. you know, whatever they're going to do it regardless of the blessing of the band or not. Correct. And mm -hmm. a lot of the time these record labels will engage the members of the band or the entity known as motorhead or whatever, whatever the case may be and go, Hey, we have the rights to this box set, or we have the rights to this performance or this music or wh wh whatever. And we're going to mm -hmm. release it. If you want to be involved we would maybe like some liner notes from you. Maybe we would like your endorsement. Sure. Maybe with, we would like your involvement to promote it. Uh, and for that, we might be able to throw you a couple shekels or whatever. Mm -hmm. but we're going to release it regardless. Yeah. And you heard Mickey right there say he ain't getting nothing from yeah, it. So, so it's just like, this is, this is going out yeah. there mm -hmm. regardless if we're involved or not. Yeah. So let's make it legitimate and, and, you know, let's be a part of the motorhead legacy and, and go, yeah. Instead of taking this attitude, it's like, yeah, fuck that. We're not part of that. Don't buy it. Yeah. I mean, we, we've seen that happen in the past. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, this isn't a legitimate release. This is some fucking, you know, scam artist who got the rights to the mm -hmm. songs or licensed the stuff and they're releasing yeah. Remember, remember what was it? Co records, Koch records, however. Koch records. It. Yeah. Yeah. Remember they used to re-release a lot of shit. Yeah, they did. But they just bought the, bought the rights. Remember they, I remember, uh, prior to it being removed altogether, but, uh, they bought the, uh, Badlands. Yeah. Remember you, mm -hmm. Badlands got re-released on, uh, Koch records. Right. And they were doing, they were doing a lot of those, but the mm -hmm. band had nothing to do with it. And we know for a fact that the, uh, that the, uh, uh, relatives of, of, um, Ray Gillen, uh, didn't like it, you know? Well, yeah, it's funny you bring this up because I actually got into a, a little Facebook skirmish this week with, um, Greg Chason of, of Badlands about okay. this exact thing about about this exact issue um mark striggle posted on his page about that there were rumors out there and it was all lies and blah 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 about why those records are not available okay something to that effect and i said and i posted back i said well you know it's because uh 
the label was, was, you know, threatened that if they put it out, that they'd be sued by the, by the, the victims, the, the people that were raised victims. And Chase on came on and said, well, well, Jake never said that. So I pulled my quote from, from the, from my interview with him when he said it. Yeah. And, and we got into a semantics argument. Okay. Because it was one of those things that I asked Jake, the question I asked Jake specifically was why can't I go in and into a store and buy this? Right. Jake's answer was, I don't know, but I've heard that the, that the families threatened the record company and therefore they're not putting it out. Sure. Now, is that Jake? Now I didn't offer that rumor. Jake did. Yeah. He, he, he answered your question. You said, yeah. is it true that the family said this? No, he, he offered that up. Right. Okay, and it was, we, can we safely say that Badlands is the first band that actually got canceled? Might be. Might very well be. But my point to him was, I didn't say this rumor. And by him saying Jake heard that, I don't think that Jake heard that from some fan on a message board. Right. I think Jake probably heard it. And again, this is now this part is me guessing. But I'm guessing for Jake to offer that opinion. He has some, some knowledge about it. Because he had some conversation with somebody at WIA that about either getting the rights back to those two records or, you know, or them reissuing them or something and them saying, no, here's why. Now that's my assumption. Right. But, so, but he, I don't think he would have just flippantly made that statement from the hip. No, not at all. Some, some previous knowledge of, potential lawsuits or whatever the case right. may be, mm -hmm. you know, and the thing is you didn't lead him into giving you that answer. He just said that answer. Yeah. I mean, I, I did not lead him at all into, into the answer. He, I'm trying to find it real quick. Cause I, I, I of course, immediately, once <laughs> I saw that it was going to do something, I immediately turned it into a, um, what do you call it? A, a, a TikTok or something and just threw it up there. Right. Look at, look at the, again, the classic metal show, just stirring up the pot. Yeah, of course. Well, I'm stirring up the pot when they're saying that, that I'm lying. Cause yeah. I, I don't like, yeah, I, I don't I, like I, I just, that I'm a liar. I remember when that happened and, and when, you know, that was, you know, made said and, you know, uh, you, now that it's years gone by, our, our good friend, Jizzy Pearl was the one who uh, turned us on to uh, some of the shenanigans that was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Remember? He kind of mm -hmm. took us into his confidence and said, well, don't say this on the air, but yeah. And yeah, we're saying he, on the air. <laughs> he, he told us, he told us years before it was revealed, mm -hmm. what, what the, um, what do you want to call the, uh, I, I don't want to call it a controversy. It wasn't a controversy. It was just a situation, a situation that, that was kind of known among the rock community, but nobody would talk about it because mm -hmm. it was kind of a, kind of a heinous thing to do. Yeah. Well, it was, it, I mean, it's a bad, it's a bad, bad thing. As far as, you know, that it happened and all that stuff, but it's, you know, it is what, 
it is what happened. And again, this we this was the first time we, you and I, were made made aware of it. But we mm-hmm. talk about it because our friend Jizzy said, "Yeah, you know, don't don't talk about this." But this is this is what was going on at the time. Yeah, he, and he would know because he and his uh, love hate bandmates were hanging out at the Rainbow, mm-hmm. which is where most of the rockers kind of commingled and hung out and you know uh discussions were had yeah so uh you know i can't find it but it's out there if if people want to hear it it's just look up classic metal show jakey lee it's from 2018 but um yeah but but needless to say myself and greg chase on of (laughs) um of the band got into a semantics battle where and then him and mark both you know, came at me, which is fine. I don't care. We, you know, and we don't agree. That's you, fine. You, you didn't whine at Mark and go, I thought you were my friend. No, not at all. I just, you know, I, I even, I mean, I wrote in, in the, it's a different Chris Aiken now, you instead are. of just going crazy. I was like, look, I'm not trying to get into a pissing contest here. Listen, I love the listen, records. Listen, I've, I've got the audio proof here. You know, yeah. you, you make of it what you will. I'm just telling you what was, what was portrayed to me. Okay. Yeah. And if you disagree, disagree all you want, but I still have the audio. I have yeah. it right here and it's not AI. God damn it. No, it's definitely not. I didn't, I didn't AI, uh, Jakey Lee's voice. This is actually him talking to me, telling me what he said. Yeah. Oh, here I can play it from the interview itself. Hold on. There's 21. All right. Let's see. Let's pull this up so I can show you this because it, it, it was funny that it turned into like a back and forth. And again, you know what? I, I mean, I don't think I'm wrong. And to be honest, I don't think that Chase Son's wrong. I mean, technically, no, Jake did not confirm anything. He just said he heard a rumor. Yeah, so but, but the thing is, he offered that. Yeah. Well, he, and that's why I want to get that. He offered that up as his explanation. Yeah, and, and, and it came from a guy who was, in, uh, you know, yeah, is the, the guy, is the guy. So yeah. you're gonna go, oh, you're fucking full of shit, Jakey. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm full of shit for for offering it for actually saying that it was true. Right. That's what that's what was being said by Mark and by Chase on was that I'm full of shit. Oh, really? Because I offered this audio, and I didn't listen to my own audio. Oh, really? You didn't. So well, let's listen to it. Maybe they're right. Well, let's give it a listen. Let, let's, let's, let's put it out to the court of public opinion. Yeah, let's put it out there. So here we go. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. I mean, I just, as a fan, which I, Badlands is one of my top five bands ever. And I'll just tell you that loudly and proudly. I, I play those records pretty much every week. It's one of the, one of the three records gets played. And it was very frustrating as a fan. You know, we finally get you to come back after 20 whatever years, you know, and then it was like this, then this, then this, then this. It was like, God damn it. Why is is this happening? This is leading up to it. Hold on. Yeah. Well, Badlands one of my top five bands too. Sure. (laughs) Well, let let me ask you, let me ask you the lone Badlands question. And it's one that I'm sure you've answered a hundred times, but I, I need to ask it. Why can't I go to a store and buy those records? That's my question. Yeah. Is there any leading at all in that? He did not say, this is what I heard. 
No. You just asked flat out, how come I can't go and buy this record? Simple question. Now, here's Jake's answer that caused the stir online with um, with Mark and with uh, Greg from Badlands this week. You know, I <clears throat> I don't know. I really don't know. I've heard, uh, uh, I don't know. Because there is, there is a certain demand for them. And um, I've heard rumors that, uh, that because Ray... Uh, might have uh, exposed right. um, a large part of the female population, <laughs> right? Uh, to the HIV uh, or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that they have some sort of a coalition where, if Badlands was uh, to make any money for anybody, they would sue. Oh. I I've heard that. Right. I don't, it doesn't seem feasible. I mean, um, at most they could possibly sue his portion of it. And even then I, I would think he'd kind of have to prove that if you'd gotten sick, that it was because of Ray. Right. Um, you know, so I, I, it, it doesn't sound like something that could happen, but that's the only reason I've heard right. really so far as to why you can't. I, it, it, I, I, yeah, I don't know why you can't kind of right. pisses me off. I mean, on my phone, I don't have any, I do have a third one for some reason you can download that, but, uh, I don't have the first two records, uh, on my phone and it's someday I should right. probably look into it. Sure. Now, does that... Okay, and it goes on from there, but... Oh, here's the thing. He did not give you a definitive answer. He was stumbling all over the place because he did not want to make some definitive statement about it. And and from what I'm gathering from hearing him him and haw and stumble and try to use the proper terminology and words. He knows what the reason is. Of course. And he is giving a very, uh, nondescript answer. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be, um, culpable of making some kind of a, statement it's the whole saying it without saying it exactly yeah and and that's how i gather because if if he just blurted out the statement because you know i've heard it jakey's interviews he does Mm -hmm. that that question right there Mm -hmm. caused him to have to really think carefully about the words he was going to choose sure and the fact is is that uh you know since since you just played the interview and you you verbalized it for him as to what the issue was mm-hmm. because I like I like what he said uh, female you know yeah. complainants or whatever what he would just said we yeah. were told years before mm-hmm. this that um, Ray was banging chicks bareback. 
after he knew he had HIV. After he knew he had HIV and yeah. didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Now we don't know if that's true or not either. To be we honest, that's we don't hold that. Mm -hmm. And we were just like, what? Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, that's what uh, was going on. Or that's what we were, you know, everyone was discussing and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, yeah, just don't make that part of your show. Mm -hmm. And we said, okay, we won't say anything, but holy shit. Are yeah. you shitting me? Well, and we never talked about it until we heard it from other places. Yeah, of course. You know, and now it's just, it's sort of common common uncommon knowledge but but you, know, you got a question though yeah how come you can't buy these badland records i mean yeah. fortunately i had them when they came out yeah and i have and, i have a hard copy on my shelf back mm -hmm. here and i got the mp3s and sure you know everything else but but regardless you can't just go buy a badlands yeah. record if you wanted it and jake's answer and, and again I'm not trying to get into a pissing contest well, with Jakey Lee or Greg Chason or anybody else. But if, if Jake really didn't want that out there, Jake could have easily just said, easily just said, you know, it was, it's a licensing issue. I don't know if it's ever going to get fixed. Right. Of course. End of discussion. I don't have anywhere to go from there other than, well, I've heard that. And then it's on me. Yeah. Because it's just like, you're, 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 input is unsubstantiated yeah you know so it's just like well i i don't know i mean you're you're the guy in the band you yeah. would know mm -hmm. and i'm quite sure he does know i'm quite sure the fact that he said that it pisses him off that they're not out there yeah. he's asked the question to the right people of course i'm sure this i'm sure this rumor that he's heard didn't come from you know uh badlands 384 in the chat room I'm quite sure it came from somebody in fucking, you know, publishing and distribution from Warner Electro Atlantic. And, and what I, what I find funny uh, about what he just said in that interview and this, mm -hmm. obviously this was five years ago, right? but, 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 uh, what I found funny is that, uh, he talks about, I, I don't have the first two on my phone. And it's yeah. like, you, you don't own the first two that you can't rip and upload to your phone knowing these musicians he might not know how well again but, <laughs> but this goes back to where the fact that i had to give don the whole docking catalog because mm -hmm. he didn't have it yeah yeah i mean a lot of these guys don't yeah it's just like it's so weird to me that you you are part of this band and you did this body of work and that you don't even have a copy of it yeah you know yes and no like i don't have every copy of music's bottom line I got a fair amount of them. <laughs> I have a few. I mean, I have, I have the first one that's in a frame. Right. And, and I have and some that, that were like special to me. Well, didn't Chris Wicks give you a bunch? He gave me some. Yeah. And I have them. They're in a filing cabinet. Yeah, and, I, and I have a bunch in yeah. a box. I guarantee you have more than I do. Okay. I probably have maybe 15 and probably 13 of them came from Chris Wicks. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> You know, I, I kept a, there, there was like two that I really, I, I kept three. I know for a fact, I kept three. I kept, um, the interview with, um, Peter Chris. Cause that was, that was by far the biggest thing I had ever done at that point. And, um, I kept, um, Shania Twain when I chatted with Shania 
and I kept the first one. All right. Then the rest of them, eh, not so much. The only reason you kept the Shania Twain was because you wanted to bang her. Oh, did I ever? That's oh my all. God. My I'm goodness, your, yes. I'm your wife, and you should <laughs> be looking at women with like that within pure thoughts. Yeah, well, unfortunately, she got to see my unpure fucking <laughs> jaw hitting the ground when I was talking to her in person. <laughs> she got to sit right next to me while I was like, uh, you're you're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be your boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Can I walk behind you for the rest of forever? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, she's a pretty girl. She definitely was draw jaw dropping, beautiful. Yeah, no doubt. She still looks pretty good. New album's actually okay too. I wouldn't know. I know you have no idea, but <laughs> I, I love Shania. She's she's fantastic, and yeah. and but anyway, yeah. So that was kind of that. That, this is what happens when I'm sitting at home with nothing to do. I get into fucking Facebook fights well, again. I mean, again, is it, is it nothing to do? Or it's just like, dude, don't, don't call my integrity into question. I, I did this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could have just not responded in the first yeah, place. That, that part is true. I, I get that. I could have just been like, oh, that's a dumb thing to say and left yeah, it alone. But, but, but here, here, here's the thing, though, is, is that you, you and I, we have almost a 30-year legacy. Mm-hmm. In, in this, and again, this is just subjective, this business. Sure. And you've done a, a, a thousand interviews, if not Easy. more. And, Easy. And I've, got, I've done hundreds of interviews when mm -hmm. I had the opportunity. But sure. regardless of that, um, I don't want to, and I, I don't want to say this in a, in a uh, you know, look at me attitude. It's just like. I've got, I've got the work behind me, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm a credible source. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not going, oh, well, I'm making shit up to, to make myself look bigger. It's just like mm -hmm. an archive. I've got an archive of shit yeah. that, that goes on for days. And that's why I threw it up there when, yeah, when of course, as you should, when it was put to me, uh, where did he say that? I was like, right here, 2105 in this interview, click. And then it was, well, he even says in his own interview that it's a rumor. I'm like, all right. So, so that I can offer no subjectiveness to this. Yeah, he said statement. that to protect his, yeah. his statement. Yeah, and, and fair and enough. That's, that's how people use the term. Well, allegedly. Yeah, and fair enough. Fair enough. He did not say this is what happened. No. I, I agree with that. He did not say that. No, he did not say that. But that's like people framing everything with alleged. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. allegedly, this guy yeah. said mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, and when, in fact, they really did. Mm -hmm. But everything, every, everything is litigious these days. And yeah. it's just like, oh, I, I can't like a make, make a definitive statement. So I'll sort of like dance around it yeah. and kind of skip it, but I'm just kind of going to give you the, uh, the, the skeletal version of it yeah, and you right. make of it what you will, but right. I can't really say, but I'm going to say it with it. Like you said, I'm going to say it without saying it. Yeah. And, and let's be honest. The fact that Jake offered the rumor that we, me and you have now had substantiated by both multiple band guys 
from that era, from that, from LA. Yes. As well as people that work or worked at WIA that have told us. I mean, we've had, I, I'm going to say 10 to 15 different people that have told us that story that Jake told us, that Jake told me that exact story. Is it, is it too far of a reach to say, well, maybe Jake's admitting something here without necessarily admitting something here. True. You know, I don't think it's that much. Yeah. Did I, did I assume something a little bit? Yes, I did. But, but, but you didn't ask the question in no. a assumptive way. Yeah. I mean, Jake could have easily said, you know what? The reason that those aren't out there is because the tracks went bad and, or burned up in that fire that burned all those albums up or whatever, anything else. And he would have taken me off of that where I could question it, but he didn't. He offered the rumor. And when you start talking about consortiums of people that are, that are forming class action lawsuits, I don't think that's a rumor that came from fucking, you know, winner's call 831. You know, I think that came from somewhere legitimate. Right. That's just my guess, but anyway. All right. All right. Continue on with Mickey D. All right. So the I, other I piece mean to veer off on the no, bad, okay. but, but it just kind of reminded me of that whole thing. Yeah, no, that's okay. So the other thing with Mickey D, you know, for people that are unaware, which is probably few in this audience, but for the few that are unaware, Mickey since leaving motorhead or since motorhead retired has joined scorpions and he is now the full-time drummer in scorpions. Yeah, he took over James Kotak. Yes. Who, who had some issues. Mm -hmm. So I asked Mickey about if it was a tough transition to go from motorhead, which is one style of music, a thrashy, thrashy, punky style of yeah. music mm -hmm. to a more melodic, melodic and, a, and definitely a more structured band in scorpions, especially in the live show, you know, scorpions way more structured than motorhead as Mickey will get into here talking about it. But I yeah, asked him about that. And the reason I bring this up is not only is it a kind of a cool story, but I know he also references that it's not the first time that he's done this. And he talks about when he transitioned from um, King, King Diamond. Diamond to Don Dockin. Sure. So here is Mickey D talking about um, going to Scorpions and, and if he even had to try out for Scorpions or if he was just brought in or how that all came. I found this to be interesting. So check it out. Nervous when you got the call to, I don't even know. Did you just get the call to be the guy or did you have to go and try out or how did that work? I was called in to be uh, uh, a uh, stand in. Okay. James was struggling a little bit with his health and they just needed someone to come in and, and be a backup. Basically I was on the bench and that was great. So no, I wasn't nervous when we actually decided what to do. Uh, I saw it more as a challenge. Okay. With Motorhead, in the end, we a lot of it was routine, and we had a very small framework to work within, uh, which was great with Motorhead. But this was something. This was a new challenge for me. You know. Mm hmm. Uh, 
I, I was tasting it a little bit when I played with with uh, Dawkins, with Don, you know. Sure. Before Moret, coming from King Diamond into very straight ahead. 4-4, four, four, yeah. West Coast rock kind of. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a huge transition. And then equally huge transition to go to Motorhead. Right. From Don. Because I felt that I belonged in the heavier division. Motorhead was perfect. And now, coming into Scorpions, uh, I feel just right at home, you know? Sure. Definitely. And when I do my drum solo and, and stuff, I, I get so much out out of I don't need to sit there and show off and I don't need to be the best drummer in the world or, you know, all the, or I'm just a very good drummer. That in, I'm a decent drummer. I think I play better than ever. And I want to, I want to create a good show with the five of us. That's it. You know? Right. So there you go. I, I like, I like how he, you know, I, you know, I'm a decent drummer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty good. You know, yeah, he's okay. okay. All right. Jesus. He's, he's literally, even, even when I posted um, a little clip, to, just a picture of me with Mickey D the other day on, on one of the pages, uh, immediately somebody's like best drummer in the world. Yeah. <laughs> he's a great drummer. Well, that's, that's like evil Knievel saying, yeah, I'm okay. Daredevil. Yeah. I, I ride a motorcycle. All right. Yeah, you know, I'm okay. <laughs> man, you know, I, I, I you know, I'm all right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I just found that interesting with, with Mickey D that, you know, and I, I, he told me after the interview was over that I was the first one that ever asked him if he, if he had to audition for anything. No, whatever. I just didn't know. I didn't know. I well, mean, why would you know? I would think he wouldn't have to, but, I mean, but, but the thing is, is that, you know, scorpions is a well-oiled machine mm -hmm. and you know, they got a reputation. I mean, they've got, they got a, almost a 60 year legacy. Sure. And uh, for them to go, well, you know, James is having some issues. You know, I, I like the fact that they see some, some health issues. They all keep saying, dude, I, I, there must be something health wise as well as pills or drugs or whatever wise. Because when I, when I chatted with Keith St. John from um, Kingdom Come, he said the same thing. He said, well, James is having some health issues. You know, and you know, but nobody ever wants to talk about substance abuse. Yeah. You know, and that's the whole thing. Why are you having some health issues? It's like, come on, dude. Come on. Yeah. Getting arrested on flights to the, the uh, Arab Emirates and you know, <laughs> being drunk. And, you know, yeah. the, this isn't a health issue. This is, this is a behavioral issue. Yeah. And maybe it started as a health issue. I'm not, I, again, I'm not going to try and defend no, James Kotek, no, no, but what I'm trying to say is yeah. everybody always minces words all the yeah. time. Well, nobody just, wants to say, Hey, yeah, my friend's an addict. I mean, this goes back to early on way back in the mid two thousands when, when midnight from Crimson glory died and he yeah. said that he drank himself to death and how much oh. outrage. Oh yeah. People were mad. Oh, just how outraged people were. Oh. How dare you say such a thing? I know. So it's Meanwhile, like, it was true. It was it's like, don't you talk about midnight? He was the greatest ever. 
He's an icon and a legend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nobody <laughs> talks about midnight today. Yeah. No one, no, no one's one. talking about crimson glory at all anymore. Not at all. Not that they're not a great band or, no. or what they put out was great, but still we, we made the blatant statement. It's like the guy drank himself. Oh, fuck you. Oh. you know, it's like, shut up. Dude, there's people that get mad when we talk about Janie Lane drinking himself to death. And that's an even more well-known story. That guy taped a note to his to his shirt or whatever that said, hey, I'm Janie Lane. Yeah. If you find me dead and drunk, that's me. Yeah, that's me. You know, so, you know, you, you can't say anything. You can't say anything about anybody's heroes. That's really what it comes down to. I know. But everybody's but, well, out to protect their hero. Well, regardless of the protection. Nobody wants to admit that, that they have, um, what do you want to call self-control or discipline mm -hmm. or, or behavioral issues? Sure. You know, it, it, it's always got to be blamed on something else, mm -hmm. you know? And it's just like, stop it already. Just own it. Yeah. Just own yeah. it. Oh, I agree, but they're never going to, it's never going to happen. James Kotek is going to have fucking, um, health issues until he emerges. Yeah. Again. And, and James Kotek, I gotta be honest with you. The guy has been very, very friendly toward me sure. nice and guy. the show. And, you know, uh, he, you know, I, I, we have nothing I, against him. No, I I've, I've invited him on the show as recently mm -hmm. as Christmas. He hit yeah. me up on the, uh, he hit me up on my LinkedIn page, right? I don't, visit that often but he sent me a happy birthday wish yeah and i threw him uh hey you know if you ever want to come on the show and promote anything or if you just want to be a guest come on on yeah yeah and he would have fun coming on and talking politics and stuff too because he I'm, he and you are very well aligned in that yeah area. Oh, yeah sure you know yeah i mean he would be a fun guest but you know he's He's got those health issues, Neil. He prevents him from getting in front of a camera, I guess. He's dealing with his health issues. Yeah, he's dealing with his health issues. You know, so so anyway, that's that's what's going on. If people want to hear that whole interview, I did like 30, 35 minutes with um with uh Mickey D, which was fantastic. I wish the audio was a little better. His audio had that popping in it. Yeah. So did you have a hankering for a Big Mac after you were done talking? <laughs> uh, breakfast sandwich because it was morning. It was 6 a.m. when I did yeah. the interview. Did, did you have the sausage uh, uh, burritos? Uh, I wish I could have. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm still not to the point where I'm feeling comfortable driving a car because I don't well, feel like well, I can. You, well, you got a son living in your house there. And yeah. send, send his he ain't up at, dude, he goes to bed at fucking four and four in the morning. Uh, he I, need, up I, need a, I need a breakfast burrito. I just got talk, yeah. done talking to Mickey D and I was yeah. thinking breakfast burritos and hot sauce sounds pretty yeah. damn good right now. I guess I could have called DoorDash and paid $55 for it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what a scam that DoorDash is. I have no idea. Oh, it's fucking ridiculously priced. No idea. Well, they mark it up 30% just to because DoorDash marks it up. DoorDash takes 30% off of the, the the companies. Sure. So they mark it up 30%. Everybody's plus then there's plus then there's a delivery fee, plus then there's a tip. Yeah, well, you got to. Everybody's got to get a taste. Yeah, it's way too expensive these yeah. days. I can't. I couldn't even tell you the last time I had any food delivered here. I, I have. I don't think I've had a pizza delivered in probably a decade. Yeah, but you don't let anybody into your estate. No, I don't. 
I, I don't, but if, if I haven't had a pizza in a while either, but if I ever do, I just go get it myself. I just yeah. go pick it up. Well, this fat guy will be having a pizza tomorrow when I watch AEW Revolution, the <laughs> new AEW pay-per-view. <laughs> nice.